The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd J. in the Chicago suburbs. And I'm Matt Barese in Chicago. And welcome back to the podcast that spent Super Bowl Sunday watching the lingerie bowl locked in the bathroom. It's the only way to watch it, really. Are they still doing the, they still doing the lingerie bowl? And the, I would think that there would be... the puppy bowl? That they've outgrown it. I think they do the puppy bowl, but, uh, uh, you know, I, the lingerie bowl used to be a little... I think now it's hidden, hidden away. Um, probably only streaming online at this point. I don't know if anyone still supports the lingerie bowl. Well, uh, doesn't all extreme forms of football, isn't that all kind of gone now? Well, uh, yeah, there, you know, people tried to, 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 uh, feed off the popularity of football by making the XFL and the, uh, uh, you know, there's other. Now, the XFL was what pro wrestlers. Yeah, it was yeah Vince McMahon. Pro wrestler players and strippers for cheerleaders. Yes, that maybe could have worked, but uh, they actually. It's funny because there was just a, a thirty for thirty ESPN documentary on it, and I caught a little bit of it. I want to sit down and watch the whole thing, but uh, it sounded like it was just a bad rollout that they had. They actually had a chance, mm-hmm. um, you know, to to do something different, you know, but. There were too many because they got all the NFL. Uh, uh, they got all, all the NFL rejects, and especially in the coaches, right? The guys who really want to coach in the NFL. This was going to be their their uh, stepping stone to get there. They didn't want to do the XFL rules that were not football ish, so they just kind of ignored that stuff and just tried to play straight up football, which is not what Vince McMahon wanted. You know, he wanted an extreme. Right, it's not different enough. Right, because if it's not extreme, then it's just bad NFL. Mm-hmm. So you need everybody. I don't know what the extra XFL rules were: body slamming, steel chairs. Yeah. Well, they, um, yeah, the the lingerie bowl. Um, I think, and I just looked it up here. It looks like it ended in two thousand and oh, they switched to the Legends Cup or the Legends the the Legends Cup is what they call it now. I don't know how, how why Legends and lingerie. Um, why do they need cups? <laughs> well, they well it depends. They need different cups. You need B cups, C cups. Oh, that's true. I guess they need double the cups. Yes, that's what they should call it the the Legends Cups, not just the. <laughs> that's. <laughs> <laughs> what was that other not NFL that had the helmet cams when we were in high oh, school? Oh, the Arena Football League. Is that the one you're thinking of? The indoor yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually did really mm-hmm. enjoy the Arena Football League. Uh, um. They played it like on a half the size of a field, and there was a net that the ball could bounce off of, and you could still catch it for a touchdown. And uh, it was pretty crazy. So uh, I don't think it was a full eleven guys in the field. I think it was like nine on nine or something. But football is so intense. The NFL itself season is so. I don't know that people could take more than that. Like it's already you. You could only play once a week, and uh, you know there's so many national NFL games now. Uh, there's Monday night football, Thursday night football, Saturday night football, Sunday night football, Sunday day football. Uh, the NFL has kind of uh, saturated the market so that no one else can exist. Right. So I don't think any of those other ones are going to are going to. Well, it's kind of a lifestyle to watch this football, and I'm always amazed. Uh, Professor Foster and I talk about it a lot. Like, what are these marriages where you can say to your wife, like, NFL is sacred to me. So for all these Sundays, don't come anywhere near me. And basically, most of Sunday, I get to shirk all my responsibilities as a uh, as a husband and father. And I guess it's because there's not that many over the course of the year. So as long as you don't pick another sport that you treat with those kind of kid gloves, you get your fourteen it's, or sixteen it's Sundays. Still sixteen or it is. weeks plus the playoffs and preseason. So you got two weeks of preseason. Sixteen. That's eighteen. Two weeks, nineteen twenty. You're almost at half the year at this point. You're like twenty three weeks of like saying, "Oh, it's wow. it's football Sunday." Um, so I can, you know, I, I think if you got your team, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a Bears fan here. They, they go Bears, hey, did go. So uh, I, I, you a Bears fan? Hey. No one could have guessed. And uh, uh, so, but the fact that it's a three hour game is still too much for my wife. She's like three hours. Mm. 
And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but she's very good about it and she lets us watch the game. And, uh, but, but yeah, I've got friends and neighbors who I know put aside the entire Sunday because they're watching, they're watching the two, the noon game, the three game, and the Sunday night game. And they got money, you know, usually it's because they got money on all the games. <laughs> Or fantasy football. <laughs> fantasy football has made it so you want to watch games too, so that you can, you know, if you got you got a stake in it, right? Right. It makes all the games you don't care about. It makes you care about them, so it gives you more chances to enjoy football. Which I get. I just don't. I just don't that have that many chits in my marriage that I could get away with well, it. I guess if I quit everything else, like no podcast, no, uh, I don't know, no eating. So, yeah, that was your only pleasure in life. Uh, there was nothing else you did right. for fun. Then, yeah, I, I guess you could do mm-hmm. that. But I think the other trick is, as a parent, what you can do is you raise kids who love football. So if you could get your – like, if I was able to get Ellie to like football at an early age and that she looked forward to watching games with her old man, um, mm-hmm. then I could I could do them like, hey, it's our thing, right? Me and the kids are going to watch football. And, you know, you could – you know – Sounds like you're already there a little bit. Well, I mean, Alex will watch any sport. I mean, I'll Mm -hmm. I'll come downstairs sometimes, and he's watching cricket, you know, and uh, off-season curling, you know. (laughs) know, (laughs) Everybody's a curling fan once every four years. But uh, he's he's like, hey, they're they're doing a a scrimmage between Yugoslavia and Uruguay (laughs) on ESPN 12. You want to watch it? What? Like, look, kid, I love some curling, right? I've been curling. I love it. I'm not watching it in, you know, I'm not watching it in June uh, on a on a station that's not even broadcasting in English. <laughs> what if Vince McMahon started an ex-curling team uh, where there's body slamming, and if you win, you shave the heads of the other players? Well, I th- and I, well, I also think if you they start to instead of just sliding the stones very gently, you just have, you're like a hammer throw. You know, you spin around on the ice. Until uh, oh, yeah. and you just release it violently mm-hmm. towards the other team, then uh, you know that's extreme. Anything's better when it's extreme, right? Anything's better when there's a chance of grievous bodily injury. <laughs> well, yeah. Look, we just elected Trump, so See? extreme president. <laughs> grievous bodily injury for everybody. <laughs> Now it's time for Scary Clowns and Filthy Elmos, where an executive order will make us all a human centipede. Call your congressman and say, please do not uh, allow us to all become a human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it will create jobs. Someone's got to stitch us all together. <laughs> uh. <laughs> do they get on last? I guess, uh, yeah. By then they'll have been so they're so good at it that they can just sew themselves on at the end. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, here goes nothing. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> before I get to uh, the scary clowns and filthy elmos, I have a little bit of an addendum to uh, or a wrinkle in last week's um, talking to your kids about heaven, uh, which is that uh, Professor Foster was tucking Viva in the other night and. Uh, Viva suddenly started to cry. What? And Professor Foster said, why are you crying? And she said, um, because I don't want to go to heaven. And she said, why don't you want to go to heaven? And Viva said, because uh, when I go to heaven, puppy, that's her doll that she sleeps with every night. Mm-hmm. It's like her, you know, her lovey, her like main doll. Um, puppy won't be in heaven and professor foster said well puppy will be in heaven with you and viva said no toys don't have souls oh my gosh this is why you shouldn't talk to little kids about heaven because they can't grasp the concept (laughs) or or they grasp it too well that 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 it becomes their reality like we could go yeah heaven i'll think about that later you know but uh it becomes so real to them, and uh, it's just yeah, they're they just can't handle that. You're, you're talking about being able to 
be so existential to like picture yourself out of your body and in another world and mm-hmm. and and kids have imaginations and so uh, you you know I don't I don't know I just don't, I don't think their little brains can handle that yet that concept of leaving your body and going to another place well and, they are they're learning how the world works and they want to know the rules and all they do all day is uh, figure yeah. out the rules to the world yeah so we like hand wave the rules of heaven we're like I don't know it's there, uh, and it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, as far, as far as will I be old, will I be young, will my first wife be there, or just my second, uh, da, 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 DTT, whatever the hell else you want to put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's like, I want to know the rules. Okay, my stuffed animal doesn't have a soul, so my stuffed animal will not be there, so it's not a perfect paradise because I won't have my stuffed animal. Uh, that causes her great uh, spiritual and cognitive dissonance. <laughs> well, yeah, because what's more important, you know, to a small child than their like their stuffed animals, right? And their their things right. like that. Those are their best friends at that point. I mean, they have she has real friends too, mm-hmm. but uh, especially as an only child, when she plays on her own, you know, those right. are go to things. And she talks to them, and they have personalities. And I remember having a couple of stuffed animals when I was little. That I mean, I were convinced we're gonna come alive one day and be like my best buddies. Sure. At that age, if you yeah. had to pull one thing out of a fire, your favorite stuffed animal or your best friend, I think your best friend uh, had, uh, you know, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> well, yeah, especially because the stuffed animal, I mean, uh, you you kind of, uh, what, what would you say, you kind of inject this uh, or project this personality into them that fits you so mm-hmm. well because it's everything you want. You you want out of a stuffed so you're everything I ever wanted out of a stuffed animal, right. um, and so yeah, that they're precious, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if they can't go to heaven to you, then why then then why go to heaven at all? Heaven can yeah, wait. And <laughs> heaven can wait. Heaven can wait. <laughs> Professor Foster said, "No, puppy has a soul," and Viva was not having it. She's like, "No, it, puppy does not have a soul." I think she must have brushed up on her Catholic catechism before bed. Yeah, she she was reading some doctrines before. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, maybe so. If she starts to lo- she's going to lobby Pope Francis for an encyclical that uh, mm-hmm. allows allows stuffed puppies allows you know, guns to heaven. My guess is uh, Pope Francis would be down with that. If any pope was, yeah, it'd be the cool pope. Didn't he say that all dogs go to heaven too? Because wasn't that a thing I, that I people were that like, was... "Your pets do not go to heaven." You know, like there was a church that said that. I am on. I am on CatholicAnswers.com, right, or Catholic.com right mm-hmm. now, your, your clearinghouse for Catholic Answers. And it says, do animals have souls like human beings? And it says, animals have souls, and so do plants. Oh, what? And then it goes on to explain that they, have, that they lack a moral sense, and they can't do anything that transcends the limitations of matter. They don't have intelligence. They don't have justice. Um, animals don't have justice, or plants don't have justice? Both. Animal Plant justice. That's my new, my new favorite Friday night uh, TV show, hour-long drama, Plant Justice. Yep. Beyond the Animal Planet. Starring Venus Flytrap. <laughs> Here come the judge. <laughs> Animal and vegetable souls are dependent entirely on matter for their operation and being. They cease to exist at death. There is no doggy heaven. Well then, what do they mean? Animals have souls. But see, Pope Francis. I know. Hold on. I, I mean, I hate to. I hate to like do research mid show. Oh, they mean they're anim- They mean they're animated. Our souls are rational. Theirs aren't. Our souls are rational because they're spiritual, not material. So they mean by souls, they just mean that they like are living things. Lame. But yeah, no doggy heaven, no plant heaven. So definitely no stuffed puppy heaven. Then why even go? Just, uh, just send me to hell. Right. See, Pope Francis, I knew this, 2014, Pope Francis says dogs can go to heaven. Oh, wow. Yep. So you could pull this, cite this, it's in the USA Today, uh, December 2014. Pope Francis uh, continues to show he's anything but traditional. Uh, During a recent public appearance, he comforted a boy whose dog had died, noting one day we will all see our animals again in the eternity of Christ. Paradise is open to all of God's creatures. Well, there you you go. go. I will tell her. Pope Francis says dogs go to heaven. Puppy is a dog, and therefore, by the transitive property, you will see puppy in heaven. Yeah, but, you know, maybe just... 
does the old answer ever work on Viva? You know, sometimes when a little kid gets too worked up about something, you say, um, that's just not something you need to worry about, honey. And then you move on to another subject. <laughs> Does that ever work? Because like, no. I know when the kids were really young and they'd see something disturbing on the news and be like, what? Why are all those people covered in blood? And uh, not that that was on the news a lot when they were young, but uh, <laughs> something like that. You know, if there was a shooting and you saw a disturbing picture that would happen to be on the news we didn't we weren't ready for. It was like, oh, that's don't worry. That's not you're too. You you don't have to worry about that stuff. Let mommy and daddy worry about that. And, uh, so we'd always oh, deflect no, and kind of distract, deflect, distract. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Viva's. Uh, I mean, I I love her. Uh, she's really deeply thinking about it, which is great. I mean, uh, but I think mm-hmm. there's just she hasn't developed enough to really. Uh, it's right. too real to her. Which I know is weird because I guess as a, if you're going to be a Christian or Catholic, you want heaven. Defense mechanisms that we have. Yeah, heaven is real. You know, if you're if you're a believer, heaven is real. So, but but to a child, I think it's too real. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's too real. Oh, absolutely. Well, we've just I think we've developed mental defense mechanisms that allow us to not think about the logical gaps that would screw over the cosmos we've built, and she doesn't have those defense mechanisms because she assumes there must be an answer that works in her favor or not. Yeah. Um, and we're, I don't know. We're just, we're able to do the hand wave thing and, and she, she can't, and she's not hardwired to cause Melissa, you know, if I ever try to tell my wife, like that's not something you need to worry about. I've, I've just said, worry about that double. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's going on with scary clowns and filthy Elmo's? Well, you may recall, and listeners may recall, especially if they listen to the old podcast, uh, that uh, when Viva was very little, like maybe one, she kept talking to a ghost boy named Caleb. Remember Caleb? Caleb. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. You have like a Christmas ornament with Caleb's name on it, don't you? Yes, a listener sent us a Christmas ornament that said Caleb. Caleb! Because she would, we'd hear her talking in a room, and she'd, we'd say, well, who are you talking to? And she'd say, Caleb! And then we and she didn't know anybody named, us. She didn't know anybody named Caleb, right? She had never heard the name. No, she she no one named Caleb. Caleb. She shouldn't have even known that name. No, it's not like she. That's such a like children of the corn name. There's no way she had heard that name or knew anyone by that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Uh... So I had recently brought Caleb up to her, uh, jokingly, like, "Hey, do you remember Caleb?" She said no, and we said that was uh, we. You had an imaginary friend named Caleb, and she knows what an imaginary friend is, I guess, from cartoons and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, and she, and uh, we said, well, we were afraid that maybe you were talking to a little ghost boy. And she thought that was very funny because I don't think she thinks of ghosts as malevolent spirits that are going to smush your face all around like the girl from The Ring. <laughs> I think she thinks of ghosts as, you know, Casper. Uh-huh. Yeah, friendly ghosts. I, yeah, absolutely. So, ghosts. Yeah, the children all love them so. Well, again, it goes probably falls into the category like we were just talking about with Heaven is that it must work out in her favor. Like, why would there be ghosts there to hurt her? <laughs> right, exactly. The innocence what of kind youth. of universe has... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they don't understand about malevolent ghosts yet. <laughs> so, uh, so she said, oh, uh, Caleb was my imaginary friend. Like Foxy. And I said, Foxy? And then she froze and her eyes got really big and she said, uh, I, I, I shouldn't have said that. That's just, come on, really? Really? I mean, she doesn't know the phrase, I've said too much. Yeah. But that's essentially what she said. See, then she just slowly backs out of the room and closes the door uh-huh. very slowly behind you. <laughs> yeah. Click. <laughs> Well, then I pressed the issue. I'm like, sweetie, who is Foxy? And she's like, I'm not, I can't, I can't talk about it. Uh, it's forget, forget I said anything. Uh, uh, I gotta go. And then, and I let that slide. I think I said to, to my wife, like, uh, have you heard this Foxy before? And she said, no. And then we were, God, we were in the parking lot of Whole Foods the other day. Cause I want my quinoa to cost 16 mm-hmm. bucks. And you feel uh, better about it, right? It just makes you feel. Absolutely. Like you're doing something mm-hmm. good for yourself. Yeah, and the environment. <laughs> sure. They want any of that quinoa that they frack out of uh, Indian <laughs> reservations. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't want all the quinoa wastewater, knowing it doesn't go into streams, you know, local streams and rivers from the processing <laughs> plant, the quinoa processing plant. All right, I want a well-regulated uh, artisanal quinoa uh, operation. <laughs> you know, a couple of lesbians in Vermont making quinoa on a small farm. Craft quinoa. Yeah, yeah, you don't want some of that big corporate quinoa. <laughs> the quinoa lives in tiny cages and never gets to see the sun or move around. <laughs> That's right. Full of hormones. <laughs> I think we're getting off topic so, here. What? <laughs> oh, I guess so. So we're walking through the parking lot and I uh, somehow I, I don't know if I brought up Caleb or I brought up imaginary friends and she said, oh yeah, Caleb, sure. He's right over there pointing off to the side and she's never done this before because she's never the exception of Caleb and she was so little for Caleb Caleb, that she's never done the whole like he's in the you know you're sitting on him oh no yeah she said oh he's right over there with Foxy oh now they've like forced ghosts into your uh into your reality they're just yes they were standing off to the side like it's Ewok party like waving (laughs) just picture Caleb and Foxy who you don't even like that has no foxy has no container right now you don't know what the picture <laughs> right i'm assuming a fox but yeah i guess that's, that, that's where my mind went that, that's really presumptuous though isn't it either that or like a black exploitation uh you know uh de- detective or something you know like so like like a afro tall heel like platform shoes really hot uh you know butt kicking uh, mm-hmm. detective. Yeah, like a young Pam Foxy Greer Brown, off to the know. side. And, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more like an imaginary friend I would have than yeah. she would have. But uh. <laughs> So Foxy and Caleb were staring at you walking out of the store. Evidently. You know, in my head, Foxy has, up until now, Foxy has looked like Swiper yeah, from that's, Dora. Honestly, that's where I went. I did. I, I, I had Swiper yeah, in my mind. Well, it's it's Pam. It's Pam Greer now. It's yeah. definitely. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's it. I mean, Caleb's that's a lucky the, boy. To be to be continued. <laughs> so here's the here's Caleb, what I can't see it, but Caleb's giving me two thumbs up. <laughs> here's here's what disturbed me about Fox. Now maybe maybe it's okay now because you did say that Foxy. She 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 mentioned Foxy again, but uh, but what I don't like about it as a parent is the fact that she wanted to keep a secret from you. And, um, cause you know, then you, you know, you freak out and go, well, what, you know, what else doesn't mm-hmm. she tell me that happens when I'm not right. looking or that, you know? So then, uh, like not to get too serious, but then you freak out like, well, she needs to tell me every, like she can't keep secrets from mom and dad. She can't keep, even if it's an imaginary friend, but that's like a gateway drug to not telling you about other things. <laughs> Right. If there's already Foxy, well, like you said, what else is there? Like, yeah. I'm, there's probably cigarettes in her uh, magic clip princess drawer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's, uh, you know, she's a bad hombre. Mm-hmm. She's planning another Bowling Green massacre right now. <laughs> Hey folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? You can do it by using the Amazon portal on the support page at paternitypodcast.com. How do you do it? It's very simple. When you want to buy something on Amazon, go to paternitypodcast.com, click on support. You'll see an Amazon box. Click on that and it takes you to Amazon town. And you don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to pay extra. You just do your Amazon shopping. They know you came through the portal and they send a portion of their profits to us and we use that to keep this show on the air and uh i've been this has been fatherhood is really starting to click for me because viva has really gotten into my favorite thing in the universe which is action figures oh yeah well see this is like getting your kid into football so you can watch football all day sunday you get your kid into action figures so you can play action figures all day yeah well she always liked the little magic clip princesses the like kind of three and three quarter inch princesses uh and we uh santa brought her a a a whole slew of uh barbie sized disney princesses but she keeps going back to the three and three quarter inch you know why i I can tell you in over time some star wars princesses into Uh her collection 
Yeah. I got her a, a vintage, like a 77 Leia. I got her a, a Ray because she really likes Ray. Oh, yeah. And now she's got a Sabine from Rebels and she's got a Jin Urso from Rogue One. And then some of my action figures kind of dripped into her collection. She's got a Darth Vader, a Darth Maul. She's got a Winter Soldier and a Captain America. Mm-hmm. And they've all gotten into dollhouse land. And uh, maybe you noticed this when your kids started school. As soon as she started pre-K, I noticed her, her games got more exciting. Mm-hmm. Like uh, after her first week of pre-K. Oh, kind of just the way like her imagination with the with the games and the is that what you mean? Yeah, the stakes got higher, the, stakes, the drama yeah. got higher. They got um, lava and fire really came into the games. Jail came into the games, things like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's the so you know being around other kids more and kind of just being exposed to it and and uh, you know kids are always trying to one up each other. So if you right. get like four kids playing with the same set of toys. They're going to be like, hey, look, I'm on the water. No, look, I'm on lava. No, I'm on the moon. I'm on the sun. <laughs> so <laughs> so I think yeah, exactly. I think this, that's how the stakes get raised. And then they realize it's fun to always jump and play around and you know, have your action figures around lava and danger and, uh, and raise the stakes like that. So it's, sure. you, know, you, you, like, you realize that, oh, just having my action figures have a tea party is kind of boring. Um, they can actually have like adventures and um, – Battles, yeah, all they did like was quotidian domestic things before. All they mm-hmm. did was have tea and that's help, all they e- help saw each other reach house. things on high shelves. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You and Melissa would have high tea at noon and be like, I guess this is what my action figures do now. High tea. <laughs> eh, boring. <laughs> if she was in some other house where they uh, ran across lava more. <laughs> yeah, uh, you had more lava. More exciting. Your house needs more <laughs> lava. The favorite, the best game we ever played as kids was throwing the pillows on the floor off the couches and 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 jumping across because the floor was lava. The floor is always lava. Absolutely, that's the best. And absolutely, uh, we. Uh, I got in trouble for playing that in grad school once. We were uh, <laughs> our professors were all late, and we were in we were in this lab, and uh, one of the sort of one of the nutty members of the cohort said, uh, "Hey, everybody, the floor is lava," and then. Like a half dozen of us started to walk across the chairs in this uh, in this studio theater, saying the floor was lava, and then the door flew open, and I believe Alan Menken walked in. <laughs> and you say, "Stop, Alan! The floor is lava." <laughs> <laughs> Don't come in. Here, step on this chair. <laughs> so come in if you come in here we'll get all our scores will be by steven schwartz or uh, <laughs> uh yeah. so i love how viva mixes universes with the action figures you know that that captain america and ray can uh can go on an adventure together you know yeah yep and these are all yeah, the smaller love, like the I, four inch action figures right the four inch action figures yeah and i think that makes yeah, sense like the classic size of you, you mentioned she never, you know, the Barbies, the full-size Barbies. Uh, I'm sure she likes them, but uh, I think the size of them makes them harder to have more fun with because the, the bigger the action figure, the harder it is to have a world around them because they're too, they're too big to make things out of your household objects. You know, whereas you've got a four-inch action figure, yes. the, you, the whole world is, is, you know, the scale is so much better to create things, you know, you could take anything and, and make it into a little fort or you could make, you know, a grab a, a they could sit on a spoon and it could be a speed racer. But you can't do that with Barbies because they're too big. And so you need bigger objects. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. that's my you theory. You give me some three and three quarter inch action figures and a lazy Susan and I'm good for a week. Why a lazy Susan? Because so you, can, you can put them in and then turn it and then it's they're in carbonite or. Oh, okay. You know, I thought it's, it's an entire Cobra Temple. I thought so. You could do a production of Hello Dolly with a turntable, and when it goes well, this way, too. this is the that's hat too. shop, and then it goes over here, and that's the street scene, and then you turn it again. It's like a periactoy. <laughs> <laughs> Put on your Sunday clothes, noble Destrode. <laughs> If you 
like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. It's quick and easy and helps other listeners find us. You can read our weekly paternity test blog at chicagoparent.com and our monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine, available wherever super lice cannot be killed. Hey folks, social media is not just for Russian bots pretending to be patriotic Americans. It's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram at the paternity test and on Twitter at the dad test. Hey, real quick about that. I just, I, I, I guess I was a little naive, but I just saw a kind of a, uh, an expose about that, how uh, so, someone uh, is taking comments from all the news things and comparing them and you could just, it's a copy paste of the same thing. And it's all like, you know, the same kind of a pro-Trump, uh, hey, I don't know what you guys expected. He's doing exactly what he said, but it's the exact, so it's a bot, you know, someone's bot commenting all over, all over, com- all over the thing. And maybe it, it could be Russia. You know, it, that actually makes me feel a little better because you can't find any news source where as soon as you get to the, co- to the comments or any tweet that anybody makes, there aren't a thousand, um, like, weirdly pro-Trump um, responses like they just can't be nobody can like trump that much you know especially given the 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 wide breadth of values that he has forsaken yeah the only time i know it's probably a genuine comment is if it starts with you know look i don't i don't i don't approve of everything he does but or something like that or you know right they they usually qualify it so that they don't sound like a complete nut job for loving so they don't sound like a russian vote robot. <laughs> <laughs> Send us a question or comment for the paternity test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number 657-BAD-DADS. And now it's time for the Boop Bop Beat. That's where social media gives us fake news and emotional distress on the ones, twos, threes, <laughs> fours, five, sixes, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, top of the oh. minute. <laughs> and then it starts all over again. Well, uh, so this is – I've created a problem in my house, and I'm the problem. Um, You know, (laughs) so I've never been – I've been on Twitter. You got me on Twitter in like 2007, before Twitter was even a thing. It was called Twitter, but nobody was on it. country wasn't cool. Yeah, except you and me and a dozen other people. Yeah. and so, which is cool because you think about it, like we got to get probably whatever name we wanted. And now people have really stupid names because nothing's available anymore. They've always got to put like a 1785 mm-hmm. exclamation point on the end of it or something or put numbers <laughs> in places of letters or, you know. So anyway, uh, it's like you got to be Uncle Rocco. I bet there's no way you could be Uncle Rocco, you know, today. Well, not because you are. No, it'd have to be uh, Uncle Rocco written in elite speak. It'd mm-hmm. have to be uh, UNCL3, yeah. uh, R0, CC0, and then a bunch of numbers and letters you like, uh, something after that, like yeah. Sean Spicer's passwords. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a dope. So, uh, so and, and I got to be Round Boy. Uh, so I, on Twitter, I'm, oh, at, sure? I'm at Round Boy. Don't follow me because I don't tweet, but uh, that's who I am on Twitter, <laughs> which, again, I think is a cool thing that I got to pick a very common, like, not weird name. I mean, not I mean, I, you know, it's not like it's still but there's other people who want to be Round Boy, I'm sure, who tried to be Round think Boy. Think of how many Round Boys there's, have joined. Well, especially Twitter in America. In nine years. America's full right. of Round Boys. And uh, I'm the round boy on Twitter. I'm the only round boy. Everyone else is like round B O Y E E or stuff like that. You know, they, I'm the B-O-I. original. That's right. I was the o- a round boy. I said, see you, round boy. I'm the OG round boy. So, um. You should be verified. You should get one of those check marks. I should. I don't know how to do that. Do they have to, like, come to my house and make sure I'm round boy? I don't know how Twitter does. That's yeah, like things. adopting a kid. They got to make sure there's little plugs in all your outlets and <laughs> not too many whiskey bottles later. <laughs> yeah, that I'm not really Steve Bannon, uh, you know, <laughs> hiding behind the round, my my round boy uh, handle. So, um, uh, but uh, so I've been on Twitter for ten years, but I've just I haven't. I I've, I haven't become a regular user, uh, you know, and and even just reading it necessarily, I never really did a whole lot. Well, now I, that's my go-to place because that's how you get kind of the immediate reactions. It's the fastest way to find out what is happening. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, yeah, sure. It, it's the fastest way to say, hey, quick, what's trending? I look at my, 
uh, you know, I want to see, obviously, I want to see uh, what Trump has said, you know, as quickly as I can. I want to see uh, what other things might be happening. And so uh, that's kind of my go to right. now. When, when hashtag when hashtag go to the shelter, you know, go get in the basement. Yeah. The missile, hashtag the missiles are coming. Hashtag you don't want to see that on room. Twitter because if, yeah. yep, if you wait it, for that to trend on Facebook, you're already dead. Yeah, <laughs> it really is like the best early warning system is knowing when to when mm-hmm. to shelter in place um, when the missiles <laughs> come and uh, duck and cover hashtag duck and cover. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's that that's one thing it can do for me. It could save my family's life one day. Twitter will be uh, responsible for that. But the other thing is uh, uh, this is a funny thing. So I want I want to not that it matters. One 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 more follow is it going to make a hill of beans of a difference. But so I'm I obviously want to see what Trump says, but I don't follow Trump on Twitter. Like it's just something that I I can't bring myself to like be to follow him on Twitter, right. even though I'm sure everyone would know Give the he's, satisfaction. Yeah. So I so every time I want to read his tweet, I have to go to the search bar, type in Trump, go to his thing, click on the thing. Like I go through four extra steps just so I don't have to be following him exactly on Twitter. Um, I've got a lot of beautiful friends. I've got all the friends. R- original round boy, the real round boy follows me on Twitter. It's huge. It's tremendous. Exactly. And let me tell you, folks, this is the real round boy, not some Johnny come lately round boy. The original round boy follows me. Yeah, and I just I can't I can't give him the satisfaction. I know he's waiting for it. He's waiting for that follow, and uh, so I so I go through I go through all those steps. That's kind of how nutty I am about this. So, um, but here's the thing: I I I I find myself as many Americans do, you know, about fifty six percent or whatever it is that uh, uh, you know, and, and I, whatever I don't care pro for whatever, but it's just I am. Uh, I find myself getting very angry, not just at necessarily Trump himself, who, uh, but but uh, but lots of people, people who comment, people who post obvious lies. You know, I spent till three in the morning last week when uh, the uh, Quebec thing happened, just watching people continue to uh, try to you know make it make it a Muslim a terrorist attack, you know, by a Muslim forever uh, you know even after right, it had come right, out that right. it was a white nationalist and um and i know that there's just as many people who are going you know there's I, there's that funny meme that said that every time there's a terrorist attack people on the right are going please be muslim please be muslim people on the left are going please be white please be white you know <laughs> it's true <laughs> and it is part partly true yes i mean you know uh n- no one's actually wishing for the attack to happen but after it happens you're like i hope this doesn't spark oh you know a, a war so and it's obviously right. less likely if it's a white person <laughs> so yeah. um anyway i find myself uh spending way too much time trolling not trolling because i don't comment but uh stalking uh twitter reading twitter uh and uh more than i've ever done before like if they tracked like time on twitter i would my 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 bar graph or my my graph would be like you know, one minute a day for like the last 10 years. And now it shoots up to like hours a day. I'm sure that's the first place I go when I pick up my phone. What's on Twitter right now? Um, it's crazy. I've never seen you like this, really. I mean, it's it's so noticeable because it used to be I'd say, hey, did you notice that, uh, you know, 12 Kardashians had babies? And you'd say, where are you getting that? And I'd say, well, the Twitters. And you'd say, yeah, the Twitters. And now <laughs> you're on it. You're like, oh, my gosh, look at Trump black history. Look at. Uh, yeah. But it also means you are perpetually upset in a way i can't say i've ever seen so uh, and of course the the people around me that love me the most and that i love the most are suffering the consequences because it's turned me into a monster because i don't uh you know i'm in the far western suburbs of chicago i'm not one to uh, and not yet maybe this will change you know in this climate but i'm not one to do a lot of action when it comes to you know my convictions i (laughs) I don't organize myself. <laughs> I didn't go downtown for the women's march. I did not. Uh, and you know what? Maybe I should have. It was a great, you know, it was, a, uh, you know, I sh- maybe I should have taken my kids down and done something like that and showed them how people protest peacefully instead of uh, in, instead of raging at them, taking out all my angst. So this is what happens. I take out the anger 
on my kids because they are the closest target. And they do one <laughs> little thing wrong, and I find my fuse is a lot shorter these days. I feel really bad about it. <laughs> and, uh, and and I just recognized it really yesterday was the was the day that I, that I kind of had a come-to-Jesus moment with it. I'm like, you got to calm down. And I either have to find another outlet for it. Like maybe I need to start. I can see why people do tweet a lot. And because they could, maybe that's how they get that stuff out of their system. You know, they see something they're mad about. So then they respond. Right. You need a pressure release. Yeah. I'm I'm packing it down in there like a musket rifle. Instead of uh, (laughs) marching around. I mean, that's, you know, I know the women's march had a platform, but it was a terrible, like I looked up the platform. It was four pages it was it was like occupy it was every possible left-wing issue that's Instead funny of just it was like we're marching to release your taxes you know we're marching to not gag the epa that one was we're marching for everything the left likes and those make me uncomfortable but i thought probably the best thing about this march is just the mental health yes. of all these people yeah i think everybody i think it was for people on 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 the left and they felt like okay Maybe this is maybe maybe we have a way to stay sane the next four years, you know, to organize to whatever. So, uh-huh. I, I, yeah, it's not. It is funny that it was about everything. You see all the, the signs there. Besides the funny ones, I loved all the funny signs at the marches, um, and uh, you know, people ones like I hate I I hate misogyny more than I hate crowds. So they, <laughs> I thought that was a good one. <laughs> um, uh, one of my favorite ones after the after the travel uh, the the travel ban was in place while they were at the airport was also the same day that that Trump made the changes to the National Security Council and there was a sign at I think it was at LAX that you know they were there to protest the travel ban but the sign said don't think we don't think we don't see what you're doing with the National Security Council <laughs> so that oh was, that's great that that was a funny one too so anyway. Um, so here's you probably saw the one going around that said, uh, "What do we want? Science? When do we want it? After peer review?" Yes, that was fair. That was great. And then, of course, the little boy with "I love trains," <laughs> and that actually summed <laughs> up perfectly the march because it was basically "Come march for anything that you want to march right. about," and th- that kind of summed yeah. it up. Like, "I love trains. I'm here because I love trains." Um, so mm-hmm. the uh, yesterday, I caught Alex. My sign would say, uh, "My my sign would say Cobra Laws where GI Joe jumped the shark." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, as long as your voice is being heard, you made a sign, <laughs> so it's going to be okay now. <laughs> um, so yesterday, uh, you know, Ellie comes downstairs in the morning, and she's kind of has a weird look on her face, and I'm like, you know, what's up? She's like, well, and you could tell that she didn't, she didn't want to do this. She didn't want to like snitch on her brother, but she felt uh, she was in, a, she was conflicted. And she says, Alex just borrowed $5 from me, and I don't think he's ever going to pay me back. <laughs> oh. And I said, why did, why did he borrow $5 from you? And she said, he needed to buy a new planner for school. I'm like, well, what? If he needed a new planner, why what? wouldn't he come to me and say, hey, Dad? No, I, so at school, they're required to carry this planner. They get a planner at the beginning of the year, right? And it, it's where you're supposed to write down your homework. It's what they used to write you a pass. Instead of, you know, when we were in school, teachers always had pads of passes, right? And you would uh, uh, get a pass from the teacher, but kids would also steal those pads of passes and and forge passes all the time. Um, So now every kid has their own planner. That's their planner. And when you need a pass, they, you know, on that day of the planner, there's a little thing that says a little square in in that day's schedule that says pass. And so the teacher will say library this time, blah, blah, blah. And that's your, your, your planner is your pass. Um, that's so, cool, although I'm surprised it isn't digital somehow. Like, it's a great system, but it seems like that should have been the system in the 90s, and now it should be a subcutaneous chip. Yeah, we're getting there, but yeah, or or at least a, uh, yeah, the, the, some kind of digital way, but uh, uh, mm-hmm. it's paper still. They're pretty analog, and uh, <clears throat> so I guess his went missing somehow, you know, I don't know, but uh, he did not want to come to me and say, hey, dad, I need five bucks to buy a new planner or I'll get in trouble at school. Um, he uh, he went to his little sister and bummed five bucks off of her because he was afraid of me. Because he was afraid of me. Like, that's what it comes down to. 
It wasn't that he wanted to lie or was afraid. He was afraid of me. I was a monster. In his, of course. Because like, like, you probably just read uh, Steve Bannon got put on the NSC and you'd backhand him across the room. Yes. <laughs> that's. What, I'm sure that's what he was afraid of. There's other other things. I mean, he was – he. I, well, he didn't get in trouble, but he got he got a um, him and his friend on the cold days would stay in his friend's garage uh, while they wait for the bus to show up because he's right by the bus stop. And then when the bus would turn the corner, they'd run out of the garage and get to the bus stop, but they have to cross the street. Well, the bus driver, I guess, flipped out and wrote wrote him up for for running to the bus last minute and didn't think it was safe. So a lot of the assistant principal called me, so I think he was already like, "Hey, you know, I've already gotten one notice this week." He didn't get in trouble. He didn't get any. There was no consequences for it. It was just a warning to say don't do that anymore so he wasn't in trouble for it but i think he felt like you know he didn't want to pile on for the week oh so uh, two strikes yeah exactly so i had to have a little talk with him last night i'm like look you, I, I didn't i didn't blame any of this on trump or anything i just said you know you can't be afraid of me like telling the truth and this is something that i don't i've i've always tried to tell my kids this like no matter what happens no matter how you mess up in your life you will always make it worse if you try to lie about it to us. Like your your honesty about it coming to us and saying, "Hey, this happened. I I screwed this up. I spilled this. I broke this. I killed this person. Help me hide the body." Um, your honesty will go a long the way. Following people are pregnant. It may or may not be my fault. <laughs> the following people. <laughs> so, um. And I realized that, look, you know, this was a little thing, right? This is a $5 planner he lied about. Who cares, right? So, uh, but it's, to me, it's kind of like how we talked about Viva lying about the, uh, the the imaginary friend as a gateway drug to her lying about who knows what else. Not lying, but hiding or anything like that. So, uh, and I said the same thing to Alex. Like, look, this was a planner. Who cares? Five dollars. But it, it shows your thought process is flawed. You know what I mean? The key. Uh, so we need to rewire you. You know, you need to rethink uh, your approach to these things because you're going into high school next year and you're going to face a lot tougher decisions. You know, whether it's about drinking at a party, whether it's about drugs, if it's about, uh, you know, uh, sex or anything, like you're going to have a lot harder choices to make than whether or not you can, you know, ask me for $5. So I'd say, look, I know you're, I'm sure it's because you were afraid of me. You're afraid that I'd like snap about it, but you got to know that it's not like your honesty is so much more important than any consequences that might come with whatever happened. Like I'd said, and I, I don't really know how else to emphasize that, but um, it bothered me. Like I was really bothered by it. As, you know, honestly, it's one of those things where I'm like, this, this is a turning point. Like either we, either we go down the dishonesty trail for the teenage years or we, right. You know, but I don't want to go the other way and be like, Oh, well, if you're going to drink with your friends, just come drink at my house. You know, <laughs> that's the, that's right. the opposite end of the spectrum. Well, it's better better if they smoke weed in the house with their dad yeah but it's uh you also don't want this to begin like right th- this is where they start sneaking out the window yes right? and so uh you know so kind of the example i've always used for something like that and i think actually kelly says this happened i should have kelly tell the story to alex of it um you know you you go to a friend's house and maybe it turns into a party or maybe it turns into this and then like uh you find yourself in a position where you know, you're stuck, you need a ride or something like that. And you, but you know, you're going to be in trouble if you call us because you're somewhere where you shouldn't be, but you, you just got to call us still. Like you can't, you can't go, you can't right. make a bad situation worse by like, you know, hitchhiking or calling, you know, uh, getting into a drug person's car or something like that to, you know, get a ride home from one of your friends or whatever. So that's kind of the, the example, like you get yourself in a bind, you have to, you have to call us. Like we're the ones you need to trust. Like you can't, you can't, uh, you know, you can't just hope it works out <laughs> because he's going to be so mad that I got arrested for shoplifting at Jamba Juice and not at Portillo's. Let's just not tell him. Let's just hitchhike home. <laughs> I'll just burn the whole place down and then it'll be OK. They'll never find my prince. <laughs> I guess I'll have to kill all these people. <laughs> God, I hope my dad's not on Twitter tonight. <laughs> uh, the only problem now, Todd, is that you've got to back this up. Which means the next time he does come with something that's probably going to upset you, you can't be upset, even if you just read that the human centipede EO <laughs> has been pushed through. Yeah, it's. Uh, I need to find. I, I need to find a uh, some kind of a reminder for myself. You know, something like I, I, whatever it is. I need to decide that after some bad news from one of the kids, I can't. 
I I have to allow ten minutes before reacting or something. I don't know. I can't. Uh, I'm gonna have to get some little framed inspirational things all around your house. I'll get you. Yeah. You know what? I'll get you some little polished stones that say "breathe." That's what. I'll place them all around your house. I need like a pebble in my pocket that I can just rub with my thumb and 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 <laughs> first finger in between. You know, rub between my finger and thumb. You know that I know it says "breathe." You know when I'm being told about the next uh, mistake my teenage son makes. You know, because it's going to be, uh-huh. I expect it. You know, I made plenty of mistakes as a teenager, that's for sure. Um, not as many as others, but uh, we all did. So, what was the, I don't know, what was the, did you ever get caught in a big lie in high school? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it it would have been, uh, you know, and my own poor strategies were, made the situation <laughs> infinitely worse than if, you yeah. know, if I just come clean. So, yeah, so when he comes and says, uh, I I got caught pooping in the school you know, lap pool, uh, you gotta, you're going to have to rub that rock. Because if you get mad, he's going to say, oh, you're a liar. It'd be really no, bad. I can cause... never tell you that I've fallen in love with the operating system on my phone because you'll just yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever problems teenagers have these days. If that's, if, 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 if that's the worst thing he does, I'm all for it. You know, I'll even... Uh, I'll I'll even uh, stand up at the wedding between him and Siri. <laughs> I didn't lose a son. I gained a digital assistant. <laughs> well, folks, it's time for another episode of The Paternity Test to get drafted into the war with Australia, which we've always been in, by the way. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test, like us on Facebook, and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com, and call our voicemail, 657-BAD-DADS. Tell your friends about the show, and please consider a donation via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com. How do you insult the country that gave us Crocodile Dundee? How do you insult the country that gave us Yahoo Serious? I mean, yeah, is Trump not aware of the treasures we've been we've been afforded through Australia, and not Does just he not Australia? Jacko, the the entire battery guy, yeah, the entire the entire area, New Zealand. I mean, we, there'd be no Lord of the Rings movies if if we didn't have New Zealand. The entire Australasian region, the entire all of Oceania has given us so much. That's right. Where would where would Finding Dory have taken place if we were at war? With uh, Australia, they never would have written it in the Great Barrier Reef. It'd have to be the like in some lame reef that we could throw. <laughs> would never come back. Exactly. How would we get our sticks to come back to us without our <laughs> strong alliance with Australia? <laughs> We're gonna find out. All right, everybody. Remember, if the floor isn't lava, you're not doing it right. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. <laughs> <laughs>